Listen, and, and, and on that you note, you can't share this content. On that, and on that note, we pickle football as friends. Welcome to it. Uh, four gentlemen, you join the show, you get into a relationship. It's just that simple. Alan's here, Matt's here, Lloyd's here. Welcome back, gents. Um, let's get straight into it because we're not going to waste any time. It's been exciting. Before we jump into anything, into our comments, uh, we need to have uh, the Liam Lloyd presser right now. Lloyd, last week on Twitter, I don't know what was happening. You were, you were, you were up, you were down. Is there anything you'd like to say? Would you like to address what was happening right now? Ah, you know, like, so the whole the whole thing on Twitter was last week was just um, chatting about like reactionary, um, reactionary like bias or agenda against against Oli, and it's just like now if we look at the weekend, yeah, we we didn't put in a shift where people were gonna say, oh. Um, never mind, like Ole Ball, genius, and and all of that. But I mean, I understand where some people are coming from because it's almost like a PTSD kind of vibe from last season. Um, yeah. But like, yeah. this happens to teams, guys. They lose games, and yes, th they lose games where like visibly it hasn't gone well. But then again, they also lose games where it goes well and it just doesn't go for you. And these things happen to every football club in the world. As you go again. Because of his lack of history as a manager, because but if we're gonna do the progress that he's made up, then that's on you as a fan. And if you're gonna deny what he's capable of, because he's the one that that brought us to this point, so I feel like he's the one who deserves to keep us going at this point until we don't win something big like the Premier League or the Champions League at the end of the season. Leave him alone for now. He, he's earned his right, I think, to take this team that he's built and to take it through to the end of the season. Give him an entire season before we now officially judge him because now we're going game by game by game by game. And you know what you look like? You look down. Anyway, let's go. There we go. All right, so we're going to kick off the show. As you know, comments from friends. This is from all your YouTube comments, Twitter comments, as well as um, some stuff on ig so thank you very much if you've sent in your comments we really do appreciate it we try our best to get to every single comment so let's start off with the first one um michael ford as always friend of the show king of the comments he said something callum touched on with the possibility of managers leaving who are the next set of premier league managers to come in for the top four pip uh, is said he will come out of his contract and wants a new challenge. Clock might go without backing. Tuchel and Ole jobs are based on trophies incoming. This leaves spots for opening up um, in the upcoming season. Does Conte come in? Does Brendan Rodgers get another top four club? Do you poach young managers from the Bundesliga or just shuffle uh, to take place? Just a thought. And on that note, uh, Callum, what do you think about, you know, in terms of managers in the Premier League right now, just the level that they're at? I think I think the best managers in the world are are currently in the Premier League. Or well, I think some of the best managers. I think they're not necessarily the most experienced. I think Pep's the most experienced manager there. Um, you have the Mourinho's. You have even Sedan to some extent, and a very experienced manager. You've got your Allegri's. You've got your Simeone's. Um, who comes into the Premier League next is is a question I've been asking myself for a while now. Because Pep will most likely leave the Premier and do what he does. Mourinho, does, will he have another stint in England? I'm not sure, but we cannot count him out. Klopp will leave the Prem and, and go elsewhere. 
I'm just struggling to see who will come in. Will Simeone come in? I, I can only see a few clubs that will sort of would, would take the, the the bid on a player, on a manager like that, who's the most expensive manager in the world, if I'm not mistaken. He's for me, he's like a typical Chelsea manager. Um, the way he plays, very defensive football, and and I think that's a very it's a blueprint of Chelsea's game since Mourinho's early days. I think he could come in. Conte might make a return one day if Tuchel, I, I say Tuchel, two three years down the line won't be at Chelsea. If he is, then then they they've broken their system. Who will be next in line? There's a couple of young managers coming through in the Bundesliga, and you look at the likes of um, Julian Nagelsmann, and you've got the um, the manager of Southampton. All these young managers, even the Norwich manager, they might not be getting results, but there's some quality managers out there who who are applying their trade elsewhere, which we would like to see these these guys getting the opportunity. It's it's about taking the stepping stone job. And, and 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 doing something amazing at those clubs and 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 seeing a rebuild of some sorts and 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 yeah look 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 at Graham Potter guys we're not going to talk about him being amazing but he's doing a, a decent job at Brighton they're already on twelve points for a team that's touted to get relegated this season they're on twelve points already so they're almost at that forty or couple of points away from getting that thirty to forty mark so yeah I don't yeah. know. We'll see in the next two, three years who's going to come into the to, to, to the Premier League. Uh, I just don't quite see it for my own club who can possibly come in as Klopp's successor. All right, let's go to the next question. This is from Miss Nadia Nadi. <clears throat> three African players on the score sheet for my team, not going to lie. Was nervy seeing Molnar lining up against Zaha. Konate debut, man is only 22. Hope Thiago's injury isn't too serious, but also looking forward to seeing Klopp roulette and who shines when given their spots. Uh, Callum, quick uh, review on the game. It's cool to see um, that that goal from Naby Keita. I don't know he had that in his locker. But all in all, after rotation, seems like a good he week for Liverpool. He also didn't know he had yeah, look, in his locker. He just did not know he had that in his locker. That's why the, the, the look of the surprise look that just happened. After it was offside, I'm like, why are you doing this? Not even celebrating. Good win for the lads. Another another rotation, another midfield rotation. And we've seen that the squad being used for the first time under Klopp's regime, where he's ultimately using the best that he can possibly use um every match week. Yeah. He's not keeping the same 11. And maybe that's a fitness situation where there's still people coming back from preseason. But we're winning games, we're keeping clean sheets, we're creating the most chances in the league. We're not finishing our chances. That's one thing that frustrates me a bit, but I, I can't necessarily complain too much. We we won the game, we got three points, and I'm happy with the, the performance to some extent. Nerve-wracking at times, because we're still 1-0 up until quite late <clears> into the game, but we, we, we saw out the game. First 10 minutes, a bit nervy from us, but other than that, I don't think they really had a sniff after that. I think we, we were always going to be the winners of that game. And uh, then another comment coming through, coming from Stuart Taylor. Uh, we're winning the league. Enjoy your week. He is a Chelsea fan. Uh, any comments on that? Chelsea look very, very scary. That's what I can say. But Matt, how are you feeling? Your dad's team Spurs being on the drone of a 3-0 victory. Listen, at the end of the day, it's scary, but it's not scary for us. That's, that's all I'm going to say. I, I fully agree with that guy. We are definitely winning this league. No, I'm just joking. Now, nah, Chelsea's looking good. They're wild old machine, wild drilled. Instructions are clear. Everyone knows their job. Bench players come on. Kante comes on. Gets, does amazing. Tuchel just seems like a tactical genius. I know that the word genius gets thrown out a lot. But, I mean, bringing on Kante, taking out, taking off Mount. Um, lots of comments coming in. Mount always used to be the, the favourite boy, Lampard's boy. And then these things happen. And then 
I never ever see Mount get taken off after. I mean, here we go. I was calling it. I was calling on Twitter to take him off because he's just. He's. I think he's. I think it's the the the, the coming off England. I, he's played a lot of games for club and country. So I feel like he's. It's. I think he needs a bit of a rest. Um, he needs to work for that position. I think he's a bit too comfortable in that position. Um, so yeah, Kante coming on and playing playing what he needs to play. And yeah, man, we're looking very strong. We're looking very very strong. There we go. Also, another one coming from uh, this is coming from Twitter. Uh, backing back to back clean sheets and victories in the Premier League for Arsenal had nothing to do with silencing the critics, but to build more confidence in the players and their capabilities. It was great to see. It's Obviously, awesome. Lloyd, you've been beefing, you've been beefing with Arsenal fans for the past I don't know how long we've been doing this pod. But if we look at it, Martin Odegaard put in a banger. That was an incredible goal. And right now, Arsenal are on the up. Yeah, you can't deny that. Um, and I think it's good for them. You know, it's any club just to put in like a round of two games, even if it's just that. And, uh, um, but like if you do the, the two clean sheets, I believe them as well. And um, we know Arteta has a style as a manager and a lot of people because it doesn't help that they watch the system structure. If you don't want up, but you can't see like the actual system and and I think as the players it's also now easier to try and build on that structure and to focus on that in training when it's going well for you in the league instead of just thinking to yourself like how can we just get a quick three points this week because that's what we're desperate for so I think um, now that they've hit the form uh, it could be a good start for, for Arteta's system to start shining through a bit more um, on the field. I think teams now might not be as adventurous towards Arsenal because let's say they let's say they don't win these two games and um, two teams would then just rock on more attacking. Uh, let's say if they have a defensive system that they maybe would have set up like that if Arsenal were on a run of form. So I think now that Arsenal's on their run of form, teams are, might set up slightly different, not too different, but I think they, they might be, um, they won't be too hasty in just trying to attack them and go forward. Um, so yeah, big respect to them for putting in two big shifts in a row. To win two games, 1-0 in a row in the Premier League is, is, is a tough thing to do no matter who you're playing against. And I think let's let's stick to you guys as well because you had a tough showing in midweek, but managed to, you know, David De Gea efforts managing to save you guys as well with Jesse also banging in a great goal. Yeah, nice to see um nice to see Jesse redeem himself. And I, I know this is a big thing with our club. When when a player has a bad week or something happens, they they spend the rest of the week like almost hyping that player up alone on social media. And it's easy for the club not to do that because the the agenda is very anti-Lingard from that uh from that midweek error that he made. And um it's nice to see the club do that. It's nice to see Ole put him on and you can see all, all the tweets were firing when, when he was put on along with Matic. But um, then again, Matic was three lines, beat five defenders and assisted Lingard, who, who made the area last week and was told never ever to play for Man United again by half of the, the Twitter fan base. But um, yeah, he was the one that, that got us the winner at the end of the day. So, I mean, and same with the people that were shouting for De Gea to go after not being able to do well in, in, in penalties or having or two um, bad games, not like just one or two, but more than usual, class is permanent. 
Um, so you can either trust players or you can watch them week in and week out and make different decisions each week. But I think I know which one I'd rather do. All right. So now we're going to thank you for all your comments. Really do appreciate it. Uh, we're going to jump into our discussion for this week. We're going to take a look at managers outside the top six. So, gents, we all know what traditionally the top six is. But what are the managers outside those fringes that could perhaps get a job at the big club um, if something crazy happens? Uh, and I want to start with you, Matt. Which are some of the managers in the Premier League right now that have caught your eye? And you can see them, you know, maybe jumping into that top six spot. Mm, it's quite, it's quite a tricky one because obviously we don't know. It's, it's easy. It's, it's maybe it's not the easiest thing to do, but like to coach, to coach, to coach a a, a, a team that has no budget or, or quite a, a smaller budget than the rest of us. That's quite tricky. So they, there's obviously some managers that that don't go on a ten game week run and then um, and then just have have like a star season. They obviously have their five games. They do well for five games and they have a little drop off. Um, yeah, the, the, the manager that, that, that does well for me in terms of, in terms of who I thought could have made it, it would be a Nuno. But the thing with Nuno is, is, is I, I don't think he knows his identity. He came from Wolves and he played a three at the back. And I think he has tried that with the Spurs. Um, I don't think it has worked out. And then yesterday he tried he tried a different formation. He played. He played Kane on the left, and he kind of he kind of wanted him to have a lot more energy, and you could see that in the first half. But to keep that energy up and keep the intensity, it's a bit it's a bit difficult. You need to you need to be, you need to be a well-oiled machine. So yeah, I would I would I would like to see Nuno at um, maybe a team that had a bigger budget and then players that he could have maybe wanted, and and they never got at Spurs. So yeah, I, I back Nuno to be honest. Uh, Caleb, how about you? Uh, talk, I mean, when you look at the mid-table clubs, there's some managers who could perhaps do the job, as Matt says, with a little bit more money. Yeah, I look, there's, there's your, obviously your choices like Rafa Benitez, but he's had a, had a big club and he's played, he's managed big clubs before. But I'm looking at the likes of, obviously, there's the Graham Potters. And I think why we don't rate these managers are that they have English surnames. That's a, it's definitely a factor. If he was... Um, a Spanish manager or foreign manager, we would rather take that person than an English manager because of the success of the foreign managers in the Premier League. But I'm I'm looking at like like managers like um, Ralph is it Hasenhutel from 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 Southampton, yeah. and he's had mixed results at Southampton. He's taken some big big licks from big teams. Um, he's, he's had difficult times, but he's he's always managed to sort of bring Southampton through and, and managed to find a way of of letting them play good football. Um, I might just may make a long win thing about this, but I look at when 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 Liverpool took the risk with Brendan Rodgers. Obviously, we never won anything with him, but he, he did bring a different style of football to our club. He was at Swansea yeah. in the Championship, at Reading as well in the Championship. Played good football even then. When he came into the Premier League, there were still a lot of the clubs that played your four four two regular football, and he came in from the Championship. A lot of teams come from the Championship at that time, and they still played that rigid football, tough to beat. He came in and he played a four three three system, and there are, there's so many managers in this league now from from six all the way to maybe maybe 17th, 18th that are actually playing really good football and they could possibly do jobs at, at bigger teams. It's about getting the opportunity and working well with, with your transfers. I'm, I'm also keen to see what happens with, um, is it Mr. Smith at Aston Villa with all the signings they've made to see what what they do 
obviously leaving the whole of Jack Grealish, what he can do with £100 million and, and signing four or five players to try and fill that spot or to better the team. It'd be quite interesting to see. But I think when you look at Dean Smith, I mean, you've seen what he did with uh, bringing in the likes of Leon Bailey, who have definitely showed up. I mean, he had quite a game over the past weekend. But the one thing that worries about me, uh, he said something along those lines, this is the first time he's actually working with the squad. So, because he's used yeah. to having, you know, a starting 11. So doesn't that get a little bit tricky when you start hearing managers talking about now, you know, maybe overthinking things when it comes to decisions when having a big squad? Well, yeah, of course, especially when you get to the top six, you, you, you're expected to run deep into most competitions and to utilise your squad as much as possible. Um, bringing this back to Liverpool, we've struggled with that because Klopp likes to, like Dean Smith, likes to work with a tight-knit squad. And in, to, to win trophies and to go deep into competitions, you have to rotate your squad. Um, for them, you you see the likes of Villa, Norwich, they're not going to rotate when it comes to the Carabao Cup or the Carabao Cup, as Matthew would say. Um, they're going to play majority of their Premier League Premier League players, whilst the other top six are going to have to rotate as much as possible to make it a, an interesting affair. It's, it's the balance, and that's the, that's the biggest factor between the managers outside the top six and the managers in the top six. It's a balance between everything. Managing your team, managing the players, managing the big personalities in your team. Because some of the managers out of the top six, they're bigger than the players. Whereas when you come into the top six team, you look at the likes of at what's happening at PSG. There's already conflict about amongst egos and managers. Some players are already bigger than the manager. And now people get taken off. How do you manage that as a manager? Manage the big transfer fees going all the way to America for preseason, 90,000 fans. It's that which makes the managers in the top four so special. And, and that's what makes or breaks them, in my opinion. Um, and I think it's really important that, that in your speech, you also touched on, you know, how Ralph has been such a good manager for Southampton, taking huge knocks against Leicester and taking another knock against Manchester United. I think it would be perfect fit for Liverpool, seeing that you guys took a knock against Aston Villa last season. Uh, let's move over to you, uh, Liam. Um, when you're looking at other managers outside, you know, the top six, who are you looking at? Who's who's got your eye? Perhaps I could fill a role at a Liverpool United or even Chelsea. Um, listen, first of all, if, if you look at United's current setup, Sean Dyche would be perfect because he doesn't use his, he doesn't, no, wait, wait. He doesn't use his midfield, and we don't have one. So, so that long ball, that long ball will go from Varane. If we can put if we can put Cavani up front to knock a few long things ball. out, boom. So the long ball. The long ball goes from Varane to Cavani, and then from there it's ball. We don't even need one pivot. We don't even need a double pivot. We don't need a midfield. We can just play with the we can just play with a one, which is the goalkeeper, then a five and a five. But, um, but uh, if I if, if I'm being serious now, if I'm being serious, I would. Oh wait, what are you doing? Wait, 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 Liam, Liam, to to move on, to move on. At least you guys always wanted Fred out of the club. Well, what Sean Dyche said, he'll definitely get fed out because you can see that the skin tone of the Burnley players it reaches a certain. <laughs> he can do a swap deal. He can go to Burnley, and Chris Woods can come here. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but no, if we're being, if we're being serious, um, I'd honestly love to have to have Marcelo Bills at at Manchester United. Um, but but that's but, but that's a very like personal level with the with the style of football he plays and the type of the type of demands he has from his squad and the way he's very aggressive, the way he analyzes the game so deeply. I don't know if anyone ever saw that thing, that the press conference that he held, which shows 
how they look at stats and how they detail and make down stats every single week because that was a time where the the scouts were caught at training grounds um looking at mm. uh, looking through the bushes at his teams training um mm. yeah with with Darby County and then what he did was he they got caught and then he came to a conference and he took the way that that they prepare and, and analyze games and um the, the the reason why it won't work out the reason why that won't work at a big club is because unfortunately what is demanding from players you're not going to get from players already who are already earning big bucks in in the Premier League they're not going to work that hard for you they've got the money and that's the sad part i think about football recently where it's turned into like a lot of players stop giving in stop giving effort because they've made their big money signing they're at their big club and you can just see like that that effort and that passion is not there and just the way he's so passionate about the game and the the tactical and the analysis side of the game and how how the players constantly have to work hard like it looks like your team like honestly gives a shit for like a full 90 minutes and that's what i want in my club like even if maybe tactically it doesn't go right on the day like you're working hard and you're not and you're not stopping like right until the end and i'd i'd honestly love that because when when i coach i try and do the same for me like you can have less ability in the person next to you as long as you guys are putting in the same amount of effort um and you know that like if if we're looking at winning titles is that enough to win a title i honestly think so if you have the squad and that to do it but yeah if 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 you look in the top in, in the top 6 and with leads it they they didn't have the depth to manage to do that the, the entire season so you need a proper like full squad to do that and if we had that if we had a, like a fantastic squad with fantastic depth like i'd love to see maybe for sort of even him just another another manager with that style of play it will be very different and it won't be something that most of our fans will like so it's like a, from a very big personal point of view um but yeah i'd love to see i'd love to see him or that type of manager at our club obviously not now because he's too old and we're more of a long term club but um but yeah i think let's also just transition from managers to uh again you know things are getting been getting quite tight now in the league with liverpool and chelsea matching each other's results which has been exciting to see even though liverpool couldn't beat uh, a fully equipped to Chelsea which was very interesting to see but things are getting down to the wire and i want to know from you guys right now who are you know what's the reason your club will win the league now it's time to gloat last week we jumped into it the reasons why you may not win it but why would you win it uh let's start with you liam cool um i think we'll win i, I think we can win the league simply because of our firepower um if we can just get that connection right like we shouldn't have to be relying on matic to come on and break a few passing lines but i mean if we can work with the midfielders that we have to try and emulate the type of style of football that matic brings like if we have a matic that's 5 years younger guys then then we we honestly like topping the league with almost no doubt in my mind if we just have that player but i mean if we can get the rest of our midfielders to try and reenact or copy that i mean scott For me, Scott McTominay is well on his way. I, th- I think he was a bit shoddy in the first half uh, in terms of his defensive duties. Usually, he's very decent with his defensive duties, and the rest sorts itself out. But it seems like he was still trying to find his feet coming back from injury. Um, so yeah, so if we sort that midfield out, then then I think we're good to go. But if you're looking at a, our our attacking power, I think uh, there won't be many games this season where we don't score, and we don't concede a lot either. So 
I think we we're going to be pushing for a lot of draws and wins this season. Not that many losses um, in the Premier League, and I think that might be the difference from from like second and first place. If, if you come, well, we finished third, then we finished second. Um, I think less draws this season from us, mainly coming from the fact that we're going to be scoring lots of goals with the with the amount of attacking talent we have we have on our hands. I mean, we've seen the balls that 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 Bruno is capable of playing. Now we have someone who's latching onto that, and he's done it twice now in the same week. Um, and yeah, you had to score a rebound. But how many of those players have that saved by the keeper? And then they stand like this. They don't follow up on the rebound. Um, so it's like we have that desire. We have that hunger I'll and passion in the five. team. And uh, <laughs> um, we have that desire and hunger and passion coming through in the team. And um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's, it's going to be almost like a Liverpool 13-14 season where if we kick on, we could start outscoring teams. But I don't want us to get as leaky. And I honestly don't think we will unless we have a big injury. Um, but in January, if we sign a new right back or if Diego Dalot can be our first team choice by January, then I think we definitely have a strong push. Because at the moment, bar our midfield, that's our second weakest area. Liam, that's a lot of ifs and maybes. And if, if, if this things that you would love to happen don't happen, then where do you where do you where do you see yourself? Where do you see yourself ending up? Mm, well, probably, probably. Well, we we know Ole will then get the sack um, if 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 we don't win the league. But I mean, it's similar to Tuchel. He had such a good squad at PSG, he couldn't cut it there and um, wasn't there anymore. So I mean, so we could finish. Probably could finish if 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 all of those things don't happen. If we don't jull in with, with with our midfield, if we don't sort sort out our right back area like I, I don't see us finishing lower than third simply because like the quality that we have in the team i think is too good to allow us finishing lower than third um which is good standing for us if we just look at like how the team can do without being 100 like if, if, if you tell me like listen your team's not going to be 100 this season but you guys will finish top three top two i'll be like okay cool but um, I expect us to hit that 100% point. Like, we need to aim to be that good. Even though we don't have the midfielder for it, we need to develop one and we need to aim to be that good because that's where our standard should be. Uh, I think this is also a good transition for you guys, Callum, in terms of when you look at the Liverpool squad. Quite a good balance when the rotation rotation coming in. Um, your front men seem like, yes, they are missing a lot of opportunities, but they are still taking the opportunities that are there to them so it's been quite cool to see the rotation midfield also chipping in with a couple of goals now as well do you think that will be a factor that's kind of going to help you guys win the league where everyone around the, the entire pitch is chipping in in the goal scoring factor well i think clubs have to adjust our system we still play 4-3-3 to some extent and then that actually reverts to sometimes when we when we're pressing in the other half we actually play with two at the back, with our wing backs playing at left and right wing, basically. And then you've got Fabinho just sitting in the hole, almost as like a three centre back, the third centre back, but almost like in a triangle. I would say um, we, the likes of Harvey Elliott, who's obviously now broken his ankle, Curtis Jones fold into that role. So we are using our squad as much as possible to get the best. And I think obviously not signing a midfielder, we're trying to get the best out of our the legs of our midfield, you know. At this time last season, Cater was injured, Ox was injured. So now Klopp's giving a, everyone a game here and there, but it shows you how everyone buys into our system. I know Liam spoke about Bielsa and if you had to go to a top team or the top players who earn lots of money fight for him. I, I called that's nonsense. Of course they would. 
they do it at Chelsea, they do it at Liverpool, maybe not at United because they sign all these star players and then they, they kick off after a season and, and whatever that we've seen that for four or five years. Too many personalities in that team and then not wanting to work for the manager and, and then that's what happens under Mourinho especially. Um, I think with this Liverpool team, out of the three teams on, on showcase here, Chelsea have won the Champions League, which is a big, big thing for them. But in terms of Liverpool, we've shown that we can go on long runs of 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 not just going unbeaten. Going unbeaten is great if you if you are winning most of the games, and we have shown that we can go on those runs and, and win win the most amount of games. We still the most with the form team. I'm um, in the last 15 games. I'm counting the last 10 of last season because that's when our season actually clicked back into gear when we had a bit of structure. It just shows when when we have our four or five players in our spine we are a very very good team and last year we never had those four four key spine players you know what i mean even without van dyke as i said guys we were first at christmas so this notion that if liverpool lose van dyke it's done it's it's not done we've still got the likes of matic to come in that's cool Liam. that's cool with adrian in goal with adrian in goal Three deflections. Yeah, you meant to have a good Come squad. on, you meant to have a good three deflections. Backup goalkeeper, please. Look at Chelsea; they've got the most expensive keeper in the world on their bench as the backup. So he wouldn't he wouldn't be our second choice. I'll put it that way. Um, yeah, so there's, there's that. No, he wouldn't be Sergio? the second choice. Kepa wouldn't be our second won't, choice. Won't be your second choice. No, no. he do the dishes at Liverpool. <laughs> he did lady to do dishes because Carol, um, she's retired. So we've got Caroline and Carol. So Carol and Kepper. Sounds good. You can do some dishes for us. You can earn his wages. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, man. Um, no, I'm saying we guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've got to, I've got to start. He's not he's not Aaron starts of him in our, in our club, man. Let's be real. And Aaron's weak. Yes, yes, Adrian, caught, Adrian couldn't get a game in Ashford. Guys, he's a right. Putting in a game at Ashford Soccer Club, Adrian. He's he's that bad. He's the worst. Yeah, I'm joking. But yeah, I'm joking. I, I on, think we, we've we've utilizing our squad squad as much as possible. Um, we still yet to hit our peak of our powers. Great. Um, I'm about to call you, about to call you guys great fours. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, great fours. I'm trying to. I'm, I'm teaching you now. Wow. I'm trying to explain something. Wow. I'm like I don't think Liam's coming through. I know we Matt are so used some, sometimes to, sounds like it comes from a great because you act like, like a great fool. <laughs> Don't talk to wow. me most times. That's why. Oh, no, 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 The teacher's talking. Let me educate you on some things. We have the squad and the mentality to go 38 games and to go in a, in a, in a big run. You don't. We do. We've done it with City on two occasions. 98, 97 points. That was a mad season to the wire. I don't think you have it in it. When the going gets tough, all your tough players get going. Where we we don't do that, okay? It'll, it'll take a catastrophe for us to to lose this league, in my opinion. And that's me shouting it out. But you've got to back your team. All of us three, you have to back our teams winning the league. Even Mitch in in, in La Liga, we have to back our teams with no ifs, buts, or maybe's. We win this league. If we don't win this league, it's a failure on my club. Clip this. Well, there's no one else for Real Madrid to compete with, so they have to win. So Valencia and Villarreal. They're the comeback kings, Elliot. Yeah. Uh, last night, I was watching... Wait, guys, let's not throw under La Liga too much. Let's not throw under La Liga too much. Next thing I think, they're winning. No, look. No, Bryn's going to... Where's, where's Bryn coming on the show? <laughs> Yo, let's, let's, a huge, let's make a call out for Bryn. Bryn, <laughs> watching this episode. Bryn, where you at? Jump out. His club is dead. Uh, 
That's a dead club. The red and blue are dead. Don't tell me what the red Memphis might as well put Barcelona at the back of here instead of his name, seeing that he's carrying that club. <laughs> Shout out to Bryn, man. Uh, Matt, how about you? When Callum talks about a well-balanced squad and using, utilizing your squad, I think you guys have been doing that pretty well. You look at every single member on that on that sheet that has stepped up. Marco Alonso has been revived under Tuchel. Uh, I mean, we've yet to see Saul. I mean, but you can't judge him off for 45 minutes. N'Golo Kante is N'Golo Kante, but the one man, Lukaku, has definitely showed up since joining Chelsea. I mean, you're pretty sure you are confident that you guys are winning the league. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, I, I'll be lying if I say I wasn't confident. I know Liam did talk about a 36-year-old showing up on the field, but there was also another 36-year-old that showed up yesterday and he delivered and things like that. So when you have, when you when you can when when you can insert a 36-year-old in your squad and he can deliver and he has the most touches in like out of all the opposition in the box and stuff. So that's amazing to see Thiago Silva doing his things, his big things. But yeah, man, uh, I, I I don't really agree with what Callum said because I do feel like we have a better bench at him, and I feel like one or two injuries affects them more than what it what more than what it would affect us. I feel like we can cope with that, but yeah, he did say he can go the long distance, and I believe that they can because, to be honest, they are. I, I do fear them the most currently. I don't fear City at all because I feel like teams are starting to outwork the Pep Guardiola. I feel like teams are start are are understanding the the Pep system. Um, it's not, it's not, it's not as amazing as what it, 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 it did seem. Um, but yeah, Liverpool just club, Liverpool and Liverpool, Liverpool's club just has something about them that's that's the edge and it's the energy and you can't fault them and you got and I see it and I just wish we could have played them eleven versus eleven and they didn't have the F in the pocket. It would have been a, a it would have been a more, it would have been nicer to see. But anyway, we played. Disagree with the decision. Excuse me. Do you disagree with the decision in the red card? No, man, just for bands, man. Just for bands. I was about to kick you off the spot. <laughs> <laughs> There's the admin, everyone, on Twitter. That's yes, the admin. Yes, 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 admin exposed, you know. Refereeing's a tough job. Yeah, now for sure. Unless but listen, you're, you're bad at it. Listen, for sure, Mitch, like I said, the biggest game of our season kind of happens, kind of happens this week. So if we can just get over the, the city hurdle and we can, we can get three points today, then I feel like Chelsea should get that recognition we deserve. And if we don't win the league, like Adam said, this will be a failure. I don't want to win this EFL Cup that's happening tomorrow. I'm not saying the other word, but I don't want that. If we go, if yeah. we go out tomorrow, if we go out tomorrow, I will, I will be so happy because it's it's a lot of games that these players must play. There's international breaks that you have to take in consider. There's the quarantine rules that these players are flying out to wherever they need to fly out. So that plays a part. Yeah, man. It's good. It's going to be a good season and I do feel like it's going to be Liverpool and Chelsea in the end. Um, I want to ask you, see, yeah, go for it. In that order. In the beginning, you were like, we, we, we can't, we can't judge Saul of, of 45 minutes. Why not? Some of our clubs, some of our clubs players don't even show up for a minute on the field and then fans are, are posting their YouTube fail compilations. Now uh, Matt, Matt so nicely says, you see this privilege thing that, that Chelsea has, these Chelsea fans have. Matt so nicely says, oh, I hope we can lose tomorrow. You can lose tomorrow because no one's going to make memes about your club. You see, your club, your players play with no pressure. It's not a big club. There's, there's like no pressure 
for you guys to fail because when you guys fail, it's just okay, we move. No one makes fun of us anyway. But the thing is, the thing is to jump on that, Lloyd. I understand. Look, and I'm, I'll put my hand in on that. I'm probably at fault of that. But um, sometimes you have to make provisions for clubs that started in 2004. Okay, okay yeah, I think we can, we can, we can put it down to that. We can put it down to that. Liam, they win, they win enough trophies regularly, so that's why they can't get bantered. You can't banter a team that wins regularly. That's that. You know what I mean? Mate, if they didn't make that managerial change last season, that Champions League was never going to come. But they did. If you didn't have Oli, you'd, you'd run, maybe would have won the league last year. I don't know. But other than the Champions League, like Chelsea were not good last season, guys. And yes, yeah. they made the FA Cup. Yeah. They lost to Leicester. Wait, wait. They lost to Leicester. Who spoke about that? Who needs to speak about it? The whole time they're not speaking. If you they follow won, that, but they, won, what, what, they won the we biggest lose cup. Champions League, we lose a Champions League group stage game and we get slaughtered as if we're the worst team in the world. Yeah, but it's young boys. Yeah, doesn't matter. Your fan? doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It seems like you have something against your own fan, but it's not against us. I can't help it. No, no, no. no. We don't. All of a sudden, when Chelsea loses, the other team was better. Mitch, knock him up. Put him in. Put him in the in the sunburn, please. Just knock him off. Mitch, this make yeah, right exactly. We end there. Sorry, Callum. Sorry, Callum. I want to ask you because you guys seem to be getting them a lot lately. What must we do to buy a penalty in the league? We've got one penalty this league in the, in, in the league. Two, two, yeah, and we one. We've only got one. Yeah, and we haven't gotten one. We haven't gotten one. And then Salah, you're no, having a hard time yesterday. Yeah, you're having a hard Look, remember that video of that 14 you got two years ago? Two seasons ago. I'm angry. Two years ago? No, stop doing that. No, but remember, remember, and you said all of them were penalties. All of them. You said all of them were penalties. Remember, we had this conversation. Can you hear that? You're telling me they're in penalties. You and Martin Atkinson, same what? Same what? That group. Probably your uncle. Probably your uncle. I know. Liam, you're having a problem. Liam, you're having a problem. Must die before this contact. Mustn't die before contact. I was gonna. I was trying to help you. I was. I was trying to help you. Then you started sinking yourself. He's not a, you're beefing with your own fans. <laughs> you're having a holler, mate. <laughs> oh, man. There we go. And that, yeah, I, just I, get your, mate, I just want to get your take quickly. Yeah, go for yeah. it. My teacher always said you can't help those who don't help themselves. This man, this James, is not <laughs> helping himself. <laughs> he's a bad fool. I can see why I can see why he's a bad fool. <laughs> Matt, of course, you you playing one of the big games this weekend, uh, taking on City. Uh, any thoughts ahead of that game? Um, we've beaten City. We've been City. We've beaten City three times last season. Um, one of those were in the biggest games of the season of our season. Um, I feel like I feel like there's any chance that Pep can figure out the two show formation. We've played them a lot, so there is that. That ability to figure out the formation, but at the end of the day, Chelsea is very strong, and I, I, I might seem cocky, I might seem annoying, but it's hard not to feel this confident. If we lose, we lose. I'll still feel confident going in the next game, and I, because at the end of the day, when you hear when you hear Tuchel, when you I I I went out on a Friday, I rushed to Tuchel's press conference. I turned my teams on away, and I just listen because the way this man speaks about football, you can hear the. You can hear the passion. I know Liam did say the passion and he's big on passion and energy and I know all is lacking that. And, but when you hear Tuchel speak, the passion is there. The 
passion is there. The passion is there we go. And on that note, and Liam's howler, that's where we end this episode of Football and Friends. Yeah, we're done. I'm not done. Yep. Do you have any last words before we wrap it up? Man, man, no, it's fine. I don't want to say too much because then it's too much United chat. We don't want that. Eh? Okay, yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, that's how we end Football and Friends. Thank you so much. Uh, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, do all the amazing things. I know throughout this episode, I look like CJ from San Andreas, but listen, it'll be much better next week. Uh, thank you very much, boys, for joining me. As always, Matt's here, Callum's here, uh, Liam's here, live, subscribe, do all of that. Check out our Spotify, please. Uh, please listen to the to the, to the to the takes on there, on Spotify, and stream us. And yeah, and don't forget to tell your friends. Peace. Cheers.